Hey, hi. Um, welcome, welcome to my podcast. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, so, for any of our listeners, I'm here with Garrett Laporte, uh, a nice hi. white young man that I met a few years back, um, working in my uh, in our Citrus College theater days. Um, tell us, tell us about yourself, Garrett. What do you? What is it that you do? I am an undergraduate uh, education major. I'm okay. studying to become a social studies teacher for high school. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's basically what I do for a living. Okay. Okay. And uh, how much of that are you able to do with, like, are you still going to school right now? Are you taking classes? Uh, well, obviously with uh, the whole... Uh, virus thing we got like a lot of stuff where we're, we're kind of taking classes online at the moment mm-hmm. um, but after this semester if all goes well I should start my student teaching actually out here in California mm-hmm. um, I've applied to a few places that's actually going to be kind of a weird like we're figuring that out day by day that's what that's going to look like but um that's the hope. That is the hope so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's good to have a plan. I think, I, th- I think, uh, in current day, it's, I, I think everybody's current, just kind of yeah. taking it. Everybody's kind of taking it day by day. Uh, there's, yeah. there's like new developments every day. So, of course. Um, so like I said before, we met what, like five years ago. Oh um, man. Um, doing, I think, I think the first time we actually were in, involved in a thing together was probably uh, a local production of Arsenic and Old Lace, <laughs> yeah. which was, um, it was an experience. I can, I can definitely say that. Um, um, yeah, it was, um, you know, as, as, um, you know what, fine, I'll just, I'll do it. It was something yeah. to do. Yeah, and and there's there's obviously that can be taken in a negative way, yeah. but I think at the time, like with the college, there was kind of this idea of not so much clout, but like, hey, I've worked with specific people, so to me it was about forming relationships, and I've you do that, that by things with people, and so hey, mm-hmm. a stage play of arsenic and old lace yeah, well okay you know like that's you yeah. know you do what you gotta um, do did you did you um uh did you audition for that show i did not okay you were were you asked to do it yes i was okay. cool. by the director wait because... no, no he wasn't it was not the director um but i did meet the director um one-on-one actually and then the next i believe either that same day later or the following day i showed up was handed a script we did like a like a a read through slash loose like just playing with stuff with with the director with with kevin yeah and um yeah and then and then from then on out they you know they they did their thing and then i think when i met all of you was when we started doing like actual hey 
pages memorized coming in we're doing rehearsals and that was at the apartment or okay. wherever they yeah. were doing yeah yeah i came in i came in on the <coughs> the uh the final rehearsal uh that's right that's right i came into the third rehearsal and uh I remember that's the night that uh, I give you a ride home, and that was when we like really started talking and hanging out and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's <clears throat> it's been five years, and we've worked quite a bit with each other. Oh over yeah. The, I mean, I was like when I was I was I was looking for people to be on the podcast, and I mean obviously. Uh, it's going to be a lot of my friends, but, um, mm-hmm. and that's something, that's something that I, I've, I've really noticed. I'm kind of, uh, you know, as much as everything goes on, I'm kind of blessed to be surrounded by so many artists. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of short films you'll see on YouTube and stuff. And it's like, I got my friends to do it and, you know, they're not actors or they're not, artists you know and so maybe the quality suffers or you know or maybe maybe it's really good and it's like wow he must be a great actor and it's like no that's a that's a librarian or whatever you know (laughs) but i'm i'm really blessed to have been in contact with so many so many artists and stuff and I, i was thinking back and i was looking at all the people that i've really worked with and I've, I, I mean, you and I have worked together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've written, we've written stuff together. I mean, we did, we created East Cove together. You, Michael, and I. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's been quite a lot, and uh, so that leads me into my <clears throat> one of my questions. Uh, so, what, what, what kind of impact does does art make on your? Does making art have on on your life specifically? Um, like I said, um, education is kind of my like professional pat, uh, <laughs> professional interest, so to say, like, like, Hey, Hey, like I need to make a living somehow. And, and I know the money's not great, but it's, I think kind of where I'm going with this is that there are some things that, uh, you just kind of can't die doing, so to speak, like, Absolutely. like waste away doing and i know i know you and i tend to vibe on stuff like that a lot um but art for me in that same sentiment i would do for free i think that it has been so impactful and so (sighs) defining in in that i grew up watching things coming up with ways in my head how like I either related to it didn't you know uh, you know just like uh how like you could watch something you could watch something like a like a Christmas special or some Halloween horror movie or something like that and you could go about your day and be like that's like this or like that you know this scene or this this character really speaks to me on on this level and like oh oh man i really feel like this character when they did that and so that was when i started to realize oh i think i want to create because everyone feels like they relate to something 
Yeah. But could they then take those things, fashion them into tools, and go, hey, let's let's build something from the ground up, realize that we're being inspired by those things, like I said, the you know, mm-hmm. dumb little things you watch as a kid. Yeah. And then you go, Wow, I I'm proud of this. And then more importantly, you find things that you're proud of and that other people appreciate. And that to me has been the most impactful aspect of art for me in my life is that mm-hmm. it's communal sense of appreciation. Okay. Okay. I like that. I mean, I absolutely 100% agree. Mm. I think, uh, I think everybody, I think everybody yearns to create in some way or fashion. Um, and I think most creators are inspired by other creators. It's kind of, it's kind of a chain. Yeah. Um, I think without without creators, you don't have really any sense of of what to do. I think there's like a very sp- specific gifted few who are just like, you know, it's like I'm gonna compose my first symphony at eight, and it's like that's cool, man. Um, <laughs> so what the fuck, you know? But but then there's other people who are like, huh, I I I didn't like, you know, and and it could be it could even stem from like a negative place, and it's like, wow, that was a really bad vampire movie. I'm gonna write a better one, yeah. or you know, or I mean, it's it's fan fiction. I mean, it it. I think I don't. I don't know who said it. It doesn't really even matter. But that like every story ha- under the sun has already been told, and it's just different iterations and different. Um, you know just different retellings of the same story um and sometimes it can be a little obvious like nomeo and juliet you know and sometimes <laughs> it's you know sometimes it's a uh, it's a little more subtle like um i don't know like oh brother where art thou is like kind of homer's odyssey but then also not mm-hmm. you know and there's there's just there's you know there's little things like that so i absolutely i absolutely agree that 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 creators cultivate other creators and um which is what you know what which is why i wanted to start um this podcast the whole big thing of it was that and and you and i've talked about it before but uh i i I was never really able to put into words before in in that i would like to inspire people and not like oh he's a hero or you know oh he's he you know he's a genius he created avengers 2 you know or (laughs) or or, or no he started marvel 2 the better marvel you know but like i i would like to be like man that movie sucked i'm gonna make a better one or wow he made that with no money i've got two money let me go make something really cool you know and if it's really cool i'll watch the shit out of it it doesn't even matter to me you know someone I think it's it's the it's um, the burger scene in the original Iron Man was inspired by Robert Downey Jr. getting out of, or getting going to Burger King when he was like super fucked up like on all these drugs and he had a Burger King burger and it was so disgusting that he checked himself into rehab <laughs> and so they put it into Iron Man and I think that's fantastic that's. <laughs> And now we have fucking Robert Downey Jr., you know? Not Chaplin Robert Downey Jr., but, like, Iron Man, <laughs> you know? And, uh... Um, Doolittle. 
we got, we got fucking Doolittle. <laughs> we we got Doolittle, you know. Uh, we don't need to talk about Doolittle. No, we don't. It's fine. Doolittle. <laughs> no, we don't need to. We don't need to worry about Doolittle. But um, but yeah. So so, what are some things, maybe a little bit more specifically, that influence the kind of the kind of art that you create? Because you know, I've, obviously, I've we've worked on and I've read some of your scripts and you have like a very specific way of writing. I do. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I would hope that everyone does, you know, but, and, and I'll get it sometimes, you know, they'll be like, did you write this? Because that's you. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. That hurts. Or that's pretty cool or whatever. But yeah. What is it that, that, what, what are some things that influence you, you know, that, that have like a noticeable print on your, on your work? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mike, because I was going mm-hmm. to segue <laughs> into something I worked on uh, this week. I'll talk about two things. I'll talk about how it's impacted me as a teacher, and I'll talk about okay. how it's impacted me as a filmmaker. Because I definitely think that, um, for me, the... I don't know about you, but at least for me, I know we disagree on this. The culmination sure. of what made me go oh oh i care so much about this was neil's class for sure okay um and i think that was just up until that i had been analyzing film in a very specific way i I think like much much to what other people were getting which is kind of just debate you know let's just go online let's just go review this thing let's let's get to pieces you know what like productive or or non-productive it seemed like it was a autopsy of something dead rather what i think neil taught me as a professor of you know camera acting and a screenwriter yeah um Mm -hmm. as he taught me how to make something live and also observe it in the wild and appreciate it for being alive and so i've kind of taken that into um some of my lesson plans uh that i I would like to be making for like the high school level uh history uh i already was talking about um uh like vietnam is like one of my favorite (laughs) areas of study for me Okay. Um, yeah. And um, so I, I made a lesson plan, and it was like, okay, I got to make this unit on Vietnam, and it's got to use like the internet or, or like just a lot of media. And so I, I, I came up with some well thought out things for like the the first two days, or at least I think so, uh, just involving like them reading stuff and articles and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but for the uh, third day, I said, screw it, I'm gonna uh, review. Um, I'm going to review the, um, what is it? What's that movie with Marlon Brando? Uh, I, I can't believe I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm staring at it right now. I'm having a total mental blank moment. <laughs> um, it's, uh, also someone came in. To, oh, oh, Apocalypse Now. Yes, Apocalypse Now. Also someone came I've... in to grab my sewing kit and it startled the heck out of me. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So I go, let's talk about Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. And I was like, yeah. this is and it's kind of like you were talking about how um, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is a um, yeah. kind of not Odyssey. Yeah. Apocalypse Now is kind of not Heart of Darkness. 
Yeah. Well, it's 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 like adapted sort of from the from the book, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there going, "This is something that was already created." Mm-hmm. You know, and that the author's message is about so and so. Yeah. Now someone's telling me to look at people portraying people who might be alive today, Vietnam yeah. veterans. Yeah. Give them that same characterization, and then watch them behave. And I went, "Whoa!" Like a year ago, or I would have been like, "This is just an adaptation of uh, something that already exists." Yeah. But now I'm like. This is a very unique view on something like something that actually happened. But okay, what if we took these players and made them do this dance? And that's why it's such a good film, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And so that's one aspect. That's definitely how I've had that impact my teaching because I go, hey kids, what I want you to do is I want you to check out this clip of Marlon Brando doing this thing. I don't think I'll get away with playing the whole movie. And then I'm going to go, hey. Fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go, hey, now go on to YouTube or Spotify, and we're all going to go find a song from the 60s or 70s, and you're going to argue why it's the most definitive song of the Vietnam era and, like, what it means. And, okay. And it's like, okay. like It's like, did they fail out a worksheet? I'll make something. Like, did they do – what did they do in class? They just went on yeah. YouTube and Spotify. They just consumed art for 50 minutes. And I still got okay. them to learn what I wanted them to learn. Okay. And, and what, what, what was the, yeah, what was the response to that? Well, I haven't, I haven't taught it, but um, well, oh, I'm sure oh, they'll take it. This, this is something yeah. I was come up, coming up with. Okay. Um, okay. And basically what I was trying to say was that, like, I'm comparing the fact that now I'm creating things for, you know, school, for high school. And yeah. I still am sitting there looking at it like a film person. And I think that, yeah. you know, going back to that divergent point with uh, Neil Weiss's class was that I was like, okay, I think now that I see it, I'm now going back in time, looking at all of the movies I've seen looking at all of the yeah. characters I've resonated with, looking at, you know, all stuff like that. And I went, oh, man. I want to be a director so badly. <laughs> I want to, yeah. oh, man. And then, like, I just remember, like, that that latter half of being at Citrus, of just being, like, I found it. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. But, yeah, and then here's, here's like, a side question, because I want to I wanna be topical. Um, how do you think as a millennial? Oh, no, wait, you're not a millennial. That's right. How do I you am, think- no, I am a millennial. You and I are the only millennials we know. Oh, really? What, do you, what are you, 95? 96. Okay. Is that- That's the cutoff date. Okay. Okay. So then, so then yeah. Everyone else is Zoomers. <laughs> so, yeah, as a, as a millennial, how do you think, <laughs> um, how do you think, how do you think Zoomers will, because, I mean, you, you, you want to do, you know, like history and, and, and social studies and whatnot. How do you think Zoomers will react to, um, I mean, just for a specific example, your, your lesson plan, you know, cause like, um, my sister lunchbox, you know, born in 2003, she's post nine 11. And it's, it's super weird because even though I was only born in 94, I can still remember 
like what you know what air travel was like before 2001 you know and it's super weird to me that there's like people that that i know and that that i guess that just makes me an old man but (laughs) but it's super weird to me that people that there's like people born now walking around and having jobs and stuff that have like no idea what it's what it was like to live in in a semi-peaceful you know world so yeah just just drawing that back to how do you think your students would would react to something like this you know well there's that analogy always used the um you know because you kind of were like uh man what if what if we're just old um you know at some point i'm we'll reach the point where we're over the hill so to speak where we're actually where we think we're done learning but people younger than us are still learning and so that that becomes a term of great difficulty Mm -hmm. um from a stance of social studies I would say that over the hill means you can't really see who's climbing behind you. And they're just as important because when you turn around and you look who reaches the top, mm-hmm. what's the common response is careful. There's bodies in that hill. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, you know, there's um, th- those are the markers you know, oh gosh. Um, but I think the sentiment that both sides need to come and cooperate to understand mm. is that it's not about the bodies. It's about what we do with the hill. Because at the end of the day, my job is to try to get them to consider the relationship between the hill and the bodies and the fact that I'm over it. Um, and I think that tying this back to art, it's the ultimate way of doing that without talking down to someone or making them feel stupid for not considering things that, you know, like for your sister's sake, yeah, she doesn't deserve to be made, uh, felt like an idiot for having been born after a major terrorist attack. Yeah. That's not her fault. No, absolutely. So what it does fall on is the onus of creators to create good films, not um, remember me, <laughs> uh, yeah, to not, portray not those events, you know. Films, yeah. And so it's like the goal should be, and this is some, this is something I'm going to take into my classes is, yeah. What are we trying to feel? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's all about emotion. History is entirely driven behind emotion. Oh, that absolutely. gets crafted into you know facts and 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 governments and 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 people and bombs and food and ships and airplanes and, and what what have you mm-hmm. but all of that starts with a feeling and i think that the ironic thing is it all comes back to a feeling all of it comes back to having an opinion based off of something that you can't exactly justify that you can't sit there argue and go well i figured it out <laughs> planet earth solved yeah Next that's right <laughs> we we did it we unlocked yeah. we unlocked history <laughs> yeah or, or we answered history you know <laughs> i yeah i absolutely understand that mm-hmm. um okay 
good answer. You you win ten fucking points, dude. Heck. <laughs> um, okay. So, and I I have my list of of questions here that I'm trying to work in naturally, and I'm doing a shitty job at it. But well, that's um, so good. That's so good. I mean, I'm eating pie. If you can't uh, hear, I can hear a dog. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what kind of art? do you want to see in the world what do you think that there there isn't enough of what do you think what kinds of stories do you think aren't being told enough or aren't being told and this is this is purely opinion but what aren't being told correctly you know that's a, it's a weird loaded question but i was i was thinking about it myself uh earlier when i was kind of prepping all of this but yeah what do what do you what do you think what kind of art still needs to exist or or doesn't exist yet in the world. Fortnite. We did it. That's it. <laughs> I was hoping to sit in silence for like two minutes. I can put <laughs> silence in. We can do it. <laughs> uh, you just go, okay, moving on. Um, no, right, um, we're back. <laughs> um, um, I think you know what's funny is I think there are too many documentaries. Um okay. but I also think that like I hate I mean I just hate documentaries that do like the <laughs> the like ghost adventures travel channel kind of like reenactments. I hate it. I yeah. can't stand it. You know what? And and I I sort of I sort of agree with you that there's too many documentaries, but here's here's my like my my caveat with that is that i'm not a big fan of documentaries but i am 100 percent a fan of mockumentaries um, well, yeah i i i mean i think because all all document you know documentaries are, are kind of made to like steer you in a direction or it's like to make you believe x you know look at tiger king um where they're visual visual non-fiction reading you're just you're they're just essentially a person's research and opinion or story like narrative about thing so like yeah you know i don't think it would be i'll amend my statement to say it's probably not as fair to say there are too many documentaries about things like people like how a band gets started like that's no you know that's that's fine and there can be some really compelling stuff like um what is it? Um, freestyle or whatever? the the one about the guy who climbed oh, free solo. without free solo. huh? Yeah, free solo. solo. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, like that's interesting, and it's also like it's a compelling and breathtaking story, and mm-hmm. I I love the medium in which it was told. Mm-hmm. I think though, like something I should probably elaborate is I think there is intention behind choosing a specific medium of art. And so when documentary gets selected, I go, okay, um, you're basically telling me you couldn't put this in a book, an article, or some like multimedia visual thing that a person could go through by themselves. Yeah. You had to make them sit down for 90 minutes. Yeah. And listen to you talk about it. Yeah. It's learn this thing at my pace. Right. Which that to me gets controversial. 
Okay. I, I agree with that. And I, I, you know, following up my documentary thing, uh, it's something that I tried to include ever since, ever since, you know, like Cloverfield and, 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 and Blair Witch, I was obsessed with like, I was obsessed with, uh, with, um, uh, cinema verite, you know, and, and this found footage thing. Um, and I, I think, although I like documentaries, I think the whole point of them is to like separate oneself from like the medium. And then, you know, from there you could just, you, you, I absolutely agree. It's like write an article or, or a blog post or, you know, a website dedicated to X or whatever, you know, I think, I think why I enjoy mockumentaries so much and it, is because it's not something I can just Google. It's not something I can just uh, look up on the on the uh, on the newspaper slides. <laughs> you know, I can't go to newspaper.com and look up this movie. You know, and I'm I, right. I mean obviously you can. I mean the IMDb exists and Wikipedia and shit like that. But I mean, I I I think I like the documentary as like a medium. But at the same time, I don't like that documentaries are a thing because right. if, I re- if I really wanted to learn about thing, then I, I could just Google it. I could just Google it. And although it wouldn't be as compelling a story, it would be over in like five minutes. Yeah. You know, um, so I absolutely agree with you there. Wow. We're going to get we're going to get killed. This shit's going to fucking tank before it starts. Um <laughs> Because America is on a documentary kick right now in reality TV. Um, oh yeah, with like Tiger King and stuff. Tiger King, you know, Ninety Day Fiance and all that shit. It's like, oh my yeah. god, my mom and has been watching that. I, I like, I peeked in uh, one evening because I came in and she was watching it, and I went, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, Fuck it. Ju- judgment. Full, full judgment. It's okay. stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's it's like... It, I actually efforted to like emotionally connect. Yeah. Because it like... I'm like... Because like people are crying and stuff and it's tough. And like I think what it is is it's... it's manipulative. Um, yeah. Well, it's... It's, it's wrong. Because like you're like... Okay. This isn't the same thing as a drama yeah. where I can, you know, cry over fictional characters. Mm-hmm. These are allegedly real people yeah. trying to find love. And like this scene in a hotel where this guy gets ghosted and starts crying. I'm like, but it's scripted though. There's always that thought in the back of your head that like, they basically just wanted you someone who and and hypothetically you you who is unenthused with fiction yeah to sit and just watch real people suffer yeah and i'm like that's not cool no it's it's um it's sick it's a it's a little it's a little manipulative yeah and i, I don't have very strong opinions on it so no 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 i i i agree i think it's i think it's 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 weird it is because it's like I think it's like with going back to like free solo, you know, I think people, people watch it and they're like, 
he could die, right? And they're like, well, he didn't because it's out. And they're like, right, but but he could. And I think, <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's 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 just this obsession that we have with 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 like danger. And I yeah. think I think reality shows are dangerous because if they're real people, then they're unpredictable. Right. You know, I, I think real people are unpredictable. I don't want to say crazy because that's not you know, but it, it, they're definitely unpredictable. And I mean, like I peeked in on an episode of um, what is it? Love is Blind or something. <laughs> and this guy gets left at the altar and he's like in the back in like the wine room or something. He's like, turn the cameras off. And like, they don't, they just like cut between cameras and he's like, it's wrong. And it's like, dude, you signed, you signed like all the, the shit for it. Like, like you knew this this was going to be fucked up you knew that this could potentially be super devastating for you you know and mm-hmm. and people are just watching this you know they're watching him just like sit in a chair and be obsessed and, or upset and like hide his face from the cameras and i'm like this is gross this is really awful yeah um you know and i think i would suffice to stay to say that stuff like that isn't necessarily art in my opinion i was just about to say (laughs) because it's not scripted it wasn't created it was like it was put together you know what i mean i think i mean in 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 an unpredictable you know really kind of um uh i don't i don't know what the word would be but like to say that you know everything's art everything's beautiful and it's i guess but I think if we're looking at like medium and stuff that people want to be able to come back to and look at, I think some stuff like that, you know, stuff like cops, I don't really think is, excuse me, is, is, is art because it kind of, it kind of just happens. It's not intentional. There's no intention behind its, its creation. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It kind of just, it's there. It's in between, you know, cops is on between, the Simpsons and, uh, and Seinfeld, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, so then, uh, which, which kind of sort of leads me into my next question is if, of, of your, of your own art, what do you think you could improve about stuff that it is that you, that you create, you know, whether it's, I need to write women better or, maybe i need to, you know just what is it that you think you could improve what is it that you think if you had three money and three minutes um what is it that you think you could uh, uh improve if i were to get like i don't know a camera or just equipment that could handle certain levels of exposure a lot better uh at, like just so that a static image looks you know pretty mad okay you know mm. I, i'm sure i could treat it in post because it's static um i think that like a long shot needs to be longer oh. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding okay oh. good good <laughs> gives a shit how long a scene is that's that's my philosophy that's that's i mean we learn from from the best oh boy yeah um i god i I can't, you know what? I'll divulge a secret. It's not that I can't stand writing. I just feel like I'm no good at it. 
And I feel like it's because it's very tough for me to write many characters who are sharing the same universe mm. because then I have to like separate them all as, as people. And yeah. I think it's easier for me to empathize with people than create them from the ground up. Okay. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know if that would translate specifically into like as a male as a, as a white male being able to, to write women or someone of a different ethnic background, mm -hmm. I think what that would translate to is if I did write many characters like that, it would be difficult for me to create um, believable circumstances for them yeah. to, as you say, real people can act unpredictable. Dramatized yeah. people are slightly less so. And I think for me, that's that makes my brain work too hard. So um, I, I, yeah. I generally, when I look at a scene or like, you know, because if anything, what is a film but a collection of scenes? Yeah. Um, I think I see character A enter, character B, character C, you know, sometimes. Sometimes you'll have a C. Yeah. Um, but there will be a, a character A and character B will enter a scene and they will be one way. And by the end of that scene, they will have had to have changed. Whether that is small or big, it doesn't matter. They cannot remain the same after yeah. that scene. And that is incredibly hard to do if you're not good at writing like diverse characters. That's why I guess I tend to create smaller things like one guy or one girl and then mm. maybe they're on the phone maybe they're you know uh talking uh to themselves you know that that to me those kinds of like um paintings if you will of like a like a still situation i i'm a little more attracted to that and so i would say that like i need to challenge myself to actually like get some color in there and get some wow that sounds awful um uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm canceled man the podcast canceled me um but, but what, yeah what i mean by that is like get some movement you know have what if my character has a little brother or what if their uncle shows up who is their uncle yeah. what is it and so like it's not that i can't do it it's just really hard that's all <laughs> yeah yeah, I think I think a, a lot of people. I I think I've seen this sentiment where it's like, you know, it's like writing's not writing's really hard. So like, I don't want to do it because I'm afraid of being bad. And it's like, at at the sake of sounding pretentious, you know, like, look at how many fucking Fast and the Furious movies there are. You see the trailer for the newest one? He swings out yeah. a fucking chain, swings his car in a chain. <laughs> and, and someone's worried that their that their story about you know a, a struggling comedian or like a single mom or a Mexican witch you know it's <laughs> <laughs> that 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 it's too hard and I, I I think I think the best kind of writing is is writing that's that's honest. Um, oh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> Wallowed water rock. <laughs> And now I'm not dry. <laughs> um, we'll get to dry. <laughs> mm. Ooh, we'll get dry in a minute. 
but oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm good. Continue. No worries. Um, but yeah, I think I think the best kind of writing is is honest writing. And and I did mention before that your writing does sound like you. But to cradle your balls a little bit, I mean that's that's fine. You have a voice. And, mm. Yeah, I mean it just so happens to be your voice, right? Um, which is fine um, because any actor worth their shit can can do it. You know, right. I mean. Um, you know, and even actors that aren't worth their shit can do it. You know, it's, it's all, it's, it's just a matter of, of, you know, uh, something I learned in my directing classes, it all falls down on the head of the director. Uh, but what he also said to me was casting is like 50% of your, your job, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what, oh, excuse me, but <laughs> H. Yeah. You, you've been all about E move on. It's H <laughs> What about F and no the other one, the other the other one? Yeah, J, uh, M. Yeah, yeah. E F M. I was in Discord earlier, and I had to ask F. if like L came between K and M. I like <laughs> remember. <laughs> yeah, you know when when it's in like small when it's in small bursts like that, you can't fucking remember that. No, <laughs> no. How would you know? You, we only know like the the first three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in, in our head, uh, the alphabet is right next to where we put fire drill, which is multiple steps. So, like, we can't it, like it, that'd be like asking, "Hey, the fire has already happened," and then I have to ask, "Did I stop?" And they go, "No, we just want you to drop." And they go, "No, I have to stop." Then I have to drop. Then I have to roll. So that's right. Uh, yeah, that was a stretch, but no, no, no. I mean, I, I got it. It was three. It was three things, and I think, I think that's if I think if it's, I think it works. It works out perfectly. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, let's let's uh, yeah, let's talk about East Cove, uh, our namesake. Um, let's do it. Uh, to the to dear listener, uh, Garrett and I, and a and a third person who won't be named until. Until I decide to name him, uh, you already named him earlier. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But they don't know who. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll fucking I'll have him on at some point. I, yeah. That's the idea. That's the plan. Um, but, but yeah. So, uh, Garrett, third person, and I uh, started East Cove in 2017. With a small spooky idea and uh, a, a bunch of fingers, <laughs> and a small loan of a million dollars, a small loan of one million dollars. I said loaf; it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, yeah, and we started this little horror idea because we decided that horror, all horror, ever sucks, and we were the only people that would make it good. I mean, I That's still agree. Exactly. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> that was the that was the goal. <laughs> Um, and we started it, uh, being only the, uh, and I'm not going to get into too much detail, but being the, the, the only other filmmaking group that we knew of at the time. Um, and, uh, we made some pretty good stuff. I mean, I mean, we've all, we all produced little tidbits here and there, uh, even apart, even separately and together. Uh, a lot of projects that have gone unfinished and buried, 
and some projects that have gone dry. Um, what? And some projects that have gone dry. I don't get it. That's fine. <laughs> 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 Fuck, man. I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to edit it too so that I look, I still look like the stupid one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, long story short, well, I guess we'll, we'll stretch it out. But uh, when Garrett moved away uh, into oh, Arizona, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he wrote and directed a small, a, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, a short or an episode. I don't know what the fuck it is. Are they shorts? Are they episodes? I don't think they're episodes. I think they're shorts. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just little, they're, they're short YouTube films. Short YouTube film of the East Cove universe Yeah, called Durai. Yeah. And, um, you know, why don't you tell us what, what that was like, you know, what, what the process was, was like for that, because you'd never worked with these people before that. Uh, yes and no. I had met people who were really interested in film, mm-hmm. but before that, they were first and foremost, just my friends that I had made out there. So it wasn't that I had really pocketed them and been like, okay, I'll remember you for later. It was just like, okay, that's cool. Cause I still think I was kind of opposed to making anything mm-hmm. on my own. I was like, Oh, third person and Mike, they, they kind of do it. And, and I would not <laughs> dare. Like, I like, like I, I want to work on stuff with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not confident in, in just simply, you know, Skyping and being like, yeah, go for it, which is what happened. And and I think that I would not have guessed that my first semester there. Um, but what it ended up happening was that I had assignments that were like, hey, uh, shoot a small video of you explaining these things for a, a homework. And I'm like, cool. So we did it. And we destroyed them to shit. We we made them so dumb, and and we were all on the same page of of what we thought was funny, what we thought worked well as direction. It was like it, this was a stupid homework assignment, but what we all realized was that, damn, we like making film. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So I remember we had a few conversations where you know you would be writing stuff with you know getting opinions from third person mm-hmm. getting opinions from other people then sending them off to me and i remember we you know i i guess it was just a a, a homesickness where i was like i could you know i could write you a small scene or something and i'll, I'll send it to you see if you like it mm-hmm. and when we went out and we went like hiking to places i was like God, this is a really unique place like this. You know, Arizona has these like the desert doesn't look the way it looks back home. It looks the way the Arizona desert looks. And I was like, I sat there. I looked into the sun, went blind and went, I cannot throw this opportunity away. 
absolutely not. Like, no. like even if the even if what I make turns out to be story wise garbo, I will have successfully directed and shot something in the middle of the desert. Yeah, and I'm and like, think... yeah, I'll do that. So I went to my friends who had, you know, they they had been, I'd been showing them East Cove as it came out. And I was like, I sat them all down and I said, okay, I understand if no, we've, we've only gotten so acquainted for a little yes, less than a year. Mm. Would you like to, to work with me? And, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all kind of like spat ideas back and forth. But I think also at the time we like you, me, third person. We're also really digging deep on how to perfect our craft. And so I think what I used dry to do was an exercise in my own. Um, like, at least this is what I mean by that is this is what I got out of it. And I'm glad everyone else got something else out of it. Cause that's, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Mm -hmm. Um, which was for me, it was an exercise in my ability to work with very limited time and limited resources on, you know, a, a production of just sit there, do the pre-pro, do the shot list, mm. do sit down with a storyboard artist, do that, motivate all these people without, you know, you know, being that you're in college, you can't exactly pay them wages or salaries Absolutely. You just not, have yeah. to, you know, use those friendship dollars and, and, go, and, you know, Hey, this is pro bono. This is, this is for your benefit. This is for, you know, we're all going to get something out of this and learning to do that with people I had barely met. And I'm like, that to me was a lesson in just working as an adult. And obviously I think I learned what we had already learned with when we started East Cove is this is fundamentally an industry of relationships. Absolutely. And so when I hear about people getting upset about, you know, a studio fell through because they're no longer friends or like, and people go, that's dumb. And I go, no, that sounds about right. Because at that the end of the like, day, that's the only way that that is they're not friends <laughs> they're not friends or you know money stuff or like like that's that's the thing that i've come to see is that like when the bigger fatter powers that be you know cut off the money yeah these, these people will find a way to make what they want to make work you know and that's not yeah. an excuse i think i still think it's a terrible thing to to you know you know have to that's a terrible aspect of the industry yeah but that's also why we've seen things like A24 get really big is because like you do it. And and so for me, dry was like, I don't, I just want to make it, you know? And, and for me, I think the question of whether it was good or whether people enjoyed it came last. And I was very, very relieved to hear that a lot of my friends felt the same way. <laughs> not in that they thought it was bad but that, that, no. that they were like that was what that was something else that they had gotten out of it too was just experience and you know what they had fun yeah they had a lot of fun 
and you know it sucks to wake up at like 3 a.m and drive out into the cold desert and wait for the sun to get to you know good enough conditions for a camp for the camera to shoot in yeah and but you know what i'd do it again yeah and and i'll even i'll even divulge I got them all together again and said, Hey, would you kill me if we did it again? And they were like, yes, but we'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the big fucking point. That's the big, the big thing is, is that, you know, is that it's fun. It should be fun. It should be fulfilling in some shape, in some form or another, Mm. you know, I think, I think that's a big reason of why I do East Cove is you know and and movies in general because it's it's fun it's 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 the it's the best thing i like to do Um, yeah you know and and i i was raised in a in a hispanic household and where you know we're we're like the the idea of no one talks about her spanic I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they do either. Oh no. Um, oh. That's that's a hot take on toxic masculinity in in Hispanic culture. But anyway. Anyway. Um, no, I think being raised in like a Hispanic uh, household, uh, the the idea of work or a job well done was like having a thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you worked. Show me the thing that you worked. Mm. You know, and. And I never, I mean, not only is that like not a great environment to like be raised in, but it, it and it kind of pushed me in the other direction. But now I, I measure work by, by the experience, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to like finish a movie, you know, it's hard and this is going to get personal, but oh. it's hard to like, you know work several months up to a year on like a project and to bring it home and they're like cool where's the rest of it and it's like oh it's like it's only seven minutes and like only you worked on it for a year and i'll go that's how it works when you don't have any money Mm -hmm. and it's like you know (laughs) and like you know it, it but but i mean that's like that's the most productive that East Cove has been is that fucking that whole fucking year. And like, you know, and it's even harder on stage where it's like, it's like, Oh, we can't go. And it's like, Oh, then you're not going to ever see like the months of work that I've put into the thing, you know, which is, which is disheartening, which is, which is why I have like an existential, fear of doing theater again because I won't be able to like be old and pop it up on YouTube you know and and, and mm. like find it which is you know which is terrifying to me at least at least when Facebook buys YouTube I'll still be able to pay four dollars to watch East Cove <laughs> you know uh, or I'm, Honey, I'm gonna rent East Cove again today. <laughs> you wanna watch? It's like we already saw that. You're like, okay. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll send out, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Venmo three credits for East Cove, and then the third person will turn to you with with his bones all crunched up, and he'll be like, "You wanna play Doom Eternal?" <laughs> <laughs> 
No, dude. The third one's Doom Forever. <laughs> it's a prequel. It's in bet- it's in between one and two. It's forever. <laughs> and the last one, the last one that comes out like six years from now, will be called Doom Always. <laughs> dude, a naming convention Disney only could have come up with: the Lion King, the Lion King Eternal, the Lion King One and a Half, and the Lion. <laughs> And then, uh, what is it? The Paw Patrol? Or no, what's the cartoon? There's a cartoon Lion King. No, there's a cartoon Lion King right now. What? Yeah. Oh, I think it's like the the Lion's Guard or something like that. It doesn't fucking matter. My joke's dumb, but. A Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, um, But yeah. So let me me look at my my itinerary. Everyone's just gonna have to deal with that. All right, so, uh, so we worked on you worked on dry, and yeah, it's 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 on the channel. We worked on uh, places, which is gone. Uh, we worked on road. It's trip. in no place. <laughs> we worked in uh, on. I don't know if you were there for road trip. I don't think you were. I was not present, but okay. you and third person would send me a lot of demos. Yeah, which is also gone. That's all gone. It was hard because we couldn't. No fuck it. I have a copy. Are you serious? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm holding well, a hard drive that could ruin your career. <laughs> Um, it even has a cool little East Coast sticker on it. Shit. God which you damn. can all get. That's right. I'm going to have stickers. I've got a new batch coming in. I designed a new logo. I'll show you to you. I've got to up, update it. i got to slap it on and be like, oh, got to get the new rights on the career ender. Fuck. We got a, we got, yeah, we, uh, I'm here. I'm going to plug the merch. Uh, we've actually got some new stickers in stock. We've got East Cove Noir. Um, which is black and white. It's pretty cool. I'm actually really happy with it. Uh, and a new design that I uh, mm-hmm. ugh, that I came up with that I really like. Uh, so those are coming out. I'm I'm like redesigning the logo and stuff. It, it's mostly just for stuff to do. But but I mean I'm using GIMP. And if I you know if I really like it, I'll 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 put it up somewhere. Make it into stickers or something. It's just some, I have like a sticker fetish i don't know i don't know Oof. what the fuck you would call yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. i mean i personally think the logo's never been better than the stock photo you found i don't i don't know how you it was for one of the community updates the hang in there but it was a raccoon instead of a cat oh yeah oh, i scream every time i see it. <laughs> i i literally cannot sit still every time i see that if i if i can find a if I can, if I can find that image again, and I see if it's like like public domain or something, it's it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> I'll buy all the fucking domain. You'll buy the public. That's right. I'll buy them with with my dollar. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah. Um. So we, you know, we worked on we worked on places. We worked on road trip. Uh. Mm-hmm. Fuck. What else did we do? Uh, wow. Um, like, let me think about stuff like you and I specifically did. Oh, uh oh, <laughs> we did the hive. 
Oh yeah. Oh, we're, oh, like this is back on stage now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, I was digging stuff out because I was moving out of my old apartment, and yeah. um, I found, I found a copy of the script, and I was like, who, who, who did this? I don't, I don't know like, who, who did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the hive was, I think, my, personally, my worst project because it was the only thing i've ever written out of anger <laughs> okay i'm a i'm a i would definitely validate you on that for sure especially working with you i understand yeah i will direct, say uh, though without the hive there would have been no east cove oh no oh no 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 absolutely i i i, I super agree i super agree because we were like we hate this we don't hate this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like this. I love this. <laughs> but um, yeah, East Coast started from a, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, the Hive started from a. Uh, how would how would I describe it? It a, started uh, from when you were like you and I were both kind of like definitely riding that stage high, where we were like, yeah, we stage is a thing. Look at it, yeah. you stand on it, and then. Right. Uh, <laughs> we did stand on it but um yeah sometimes you sit sometimes you lay in a hospital bed um <laughs> i'm literally just sitting here <laughs> um no what happened was you started directing people in groups and then you went oh <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 100,000 percent i did and i'll tell you why and it, it, it's <laughs> it's it's something that i've I've reflected on and maybe someone could have told me this a lot sooner and I would have been like, Oh yeah. Um, I have this recurring theme in my, Oh, Xbox don't. <laughs> I have this recurring theme in my work of uh, struggles with identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that comes from my, you know, from my upbringing uh, from being a, what they would call a, a coconut. <laughs> Who's brown on the outside and white on oh. the inside? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, please, please. If I Google that, is that real? Um, I mean, there's other words for it, but there's like you know, it's like a Twinkie. No, I I, I get that, I'm but like, that. has someone said that before? Uh, my dad. <laughs> Okay. Some, some oh, of my dad's God, I'm sorry. I'm gonna back off now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I told I, your but, bluff, but I didn't like what I got. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, but you know, and it's like a struggle that I've had with identity, you know, because like I, I, I was very edgy just a few years ago, and I was like, representation. Who is she? I don't give a fuck about any of that. And then you know, it became really cool to. I mean, I think I think moreover, that's the reason that I started East Cove. A big reason was that I was tired of being typecast. Uh, I was tired of playing the same roles, or you know, I, I or 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 worse, worse so, uh, not getting fucking cast in anything because of my body type or my my ethnicity or what have you. Mm. Um, you know, so I've always everything. You know, the busy bees in East Cove. Uh, and the hive and and places and visitor, all of those come from like a a struggle with identity or or having a character change who they are or having who they are altered 
uh, in some way, either beyond their means or, or through their own means, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so that's, that's where Hive came from was, it was the most ham fisted attempt uh, to kind of um, express that, that, that uh, inner struggle that I've been having with my identity. Um, and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well yeah it was bad i also really liked as as you said before i really liked directing uh directing crowds directing groups of people yeah um i think it was really interesting uh, i'm not a choreographer by any means so that was really fucking hard but it was it was actually really fun directing can I, the whole uh, thing can i keep kicking the the grave so to speak can i uh, that's, that's fine can i uh, okay well uh man what's in this grave oh it's a, oh it's a zombie <laughs> Mike, do you like zombies? No. <laughs> no, no, I fucking hate zombies. I wonder why you like directing crowds of people. Hey, whose fucking podcast is this? <laughs> That's all we have time for, dude. I'm, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> um, no, and then, we know and then... that God's word is for it's a, I used to be afraid to go home in the dark, and now I'm afraid to go at all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean zombies is that's another thing. That's why I, I consider them the best villain. Even 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 the lesser known iteration, uh, Cybermen from Doctor Who. I was just about to say, if you bring up Cybermen, I'll kill you. <laughs> Uh, oh, for those who don't know, Mike came to me about zombies and I said, nah, nah, nah. See, those dead people. What's scarier is when the zombies go, come, be like us, be better. That's worse. And that's super horrible. And yeah. if, if if I had the time or the, the desire to really binge Doctor Who, I'm sure I'd really enjoy it, but I don't. Um, uh, and that, I guess that makes me a stinky poo-poo, but whatever. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I, I, uh, zombies, the same thing. It's, it's the struggle with identity. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason that zombies make such a compelling villain or, 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 or character or creature, what have you is because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's scary on an existential level, whereas course, something yeah. like vampires or, you know, werewolves or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it was some it it's 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 more of an existential kind of like is that me is this the looking glass yeah and it's like you know and it's something that like which which is why i'm really drawn to like japanese folklore and mm. and me and third person and i will talk about it constantly whereas european folklore and monstrology is usually like all right you got to get macguffin to kill bad guy yeah and then in japan it's like you saw it dude you're fucking dead <laughs> it's like you saw it and it's like but i didn't do anything and it's like does it matter dude it's mad at being it's mad at existing it's you're dead you're that's it bye and um and that's why i i love zombies and that you know that also subconsciously comes from this this thing of identity because they don't have like that's a good point that's a super good point that zombies are quite neither of the mythologies yeah, it's they're, like they're, it's, they're a much more modern adversary. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You have, I mean, you it, you have like older iterations of zombies, like from voodoo or 
or hoodoo or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are like more of feel that's more of a fear of slavery and um, control uh, and control. Yeah. Whereas, you know, modern zombies and, and infection movies and body snatching movies, it's a loss of identity mm-hmm. and at the same time, an existential dread. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, <laughs> Oh, do, do uh, in this, in this scene, do I believe in God? And then the zombie goes, no, God's not real. There is no heaven, you know, it's, uh, and then or this you. was his plan all along and you go, Oh no. <laughs> and like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's mortality. It's mortality personified. And I think that's what makes them very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why Cybermen, although conceptually, you know, the very similar ideas, I think they're different because it's, it's focused more on the idea of identity and come join us. You won't have one. You'll have the identity right. instead of an identity. Right. Um, which is, which, which is, a, you know, is a cool concept um, because they're, uh, I mean, they serve a purpose instead of just, kind of existing as zombies yeah no um, you're, you're definitely right about like i think if you can because i feel like even then like you know just to, just to i guess we'll, we'll branch out and say any kind of science fiction threat that that kind of take like so like cyberman borg what yeah. will you the problem with 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 comparing them is that you know as you say they, they serve a purpose there is a hive mind so to speak um when when really i think what's what's interesting is is that you keep bringing up this idea of existentialism which is Mm -hmm. seeing people become faceless nameless and become you know no greater or at least i guess that's even the debate is have they become animals that's that to me has always been so fascinating where it's like, you know, every person who gets converted into a zombie becomes just another obstacle of the, the earth yeah, rather than the goal of the zombies. It's more just this is nature. And I think man versus nature uh, compelled with man versus, you know, society or identity, you know, yeah. zombies is the perfect blending of the two. Yeah. And that that's why I think yeah, like the horror the traditional horror zombie invasion, infection, you know, all these kind of like last of us kind of things. It's why they mm-hmm. work so well and it's why I think it's it's awesome to portray characters down on their luck, living in 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 horrible conditions. There's there's no more pretenses, no more fine wine and 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 you know, implicitly getting what you want. It's getting what you want at the end of a gun. And then asking yourself, is, you know, this is all because of nature. This is because I don't want to be dead or like them. Mm-hmm. I want what I, it's, it's, it makes man and woman the most selfish. And that's why it's so interesting to me, at least. No, I, I super agree. Mm-hmm. Or I don't, I'm sorry, I lied. Um, you're stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
so final question before I, before I, I we kind of wind it down. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about what we've worked on in the past and how we've, you know, we've worked together. We work quite a bit. Um, and, and dry, although separate, you know, a separate crew, yeah. um, you know, is still under the East Cove banner. It's still, mm-hmm. uh, canonically takes place in East Cove. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, sort of just because we haven't referenced it since or before, but I mean, canonically in the fucking Twilight Zone, Black Mirror universe of East Cove, it, 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 it exists. I mean, all of those cactus, all of them, all of those cactus that you saw were either digitally recreated or moved from the East Cove um, nursery. That's that's the one time I get to cheat Ooh. here and and talk Ooh. about what my intended direction You're not was. Allowed. That's what they taught us. You can't defend it yourself. Apparently not. Um, but so yeah, so we've talked about the stuff that we've done in the past. Is there anything that you're working on right now in your uh, your Corona cave? Um, in, oh, in my Corona yeah, in your cave? quarantino. Um, what do you? Is there anything you're working on? Uh, other than otherwise? I know you're working on your lesson plan and uh, using the Heart of Darkness remake, um, but. Is 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 apocalypse now a reboot? (laughs) Screen rant. It's Marlon Brando's uh, super fun time (laughs) nonsense hour. But um, yeah, is there anything that you're working on right now? Currently, Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean up yeah. to maybe touch this touch this universe again um i don't you see that would be further conversation between you know people who are, are willing or want <laughs> to work on it yeah. and and also yeah and and even you guys so like obviously um i am working on a like on a treatment and a script and so far i really like it because I took a lot of the constructive criticism <laughs> I got from dry. And so I went, okay, let's, let's do this then, which was to completely ignore it all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, I, um, I think, I think people would, would really like if, if this vision were to come true. Um, but um, other than that, I'm currently helping uh, a friend write, and this is where I become a big nerd, uh, currently helping them write a television pilot. Uh, They want to adapt one of the Kingdom Hearts games, which was originally a phone game. Like it was just, it's, it was weekly episodic, like, you know, just it's phone game. It updates every yeah. now and then. And, and so, you know, and we were talking and it was like, this is a darn shame that it's a phone yeah. game. And they were like, this new fancy Disney plus thing gives Disney an opportunity to, to do shows and, and interactive stuff with, you know, a lot of their yeah. IPs. And so, you know, uh, right now it's kind of in the stages of like, we're doing this for fun. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not involved in the writing per se. I just, you know, they send me some stuff and I go, Hey, I like this. Yeah. I like, you know, and so I think essentially what I'm trying to say is for the remainder of my quarantine, 
I'm choosing to be like, hey, I'm sitting here at this desk most of the day. Send me stuff. I'll have time to read it now and give you feedback instantly. So I, I'm just like in hyper consultant mode right now. Um, so um, I think for me to truly get working on, on things, I think I'm in the same boat as you where I just need to be able to go outside and I just need to go meet with people in groups of six or more, not six feet apart. And, you know, share food shake hands and and, and yeah, ask questions and we can't do that yeah. right now so shake babies um, yeah but but i think it will give me an opportunity to um measure my time and not just that i think measure my um the the amount of management i want to put into doing another thing again versus as you know i i said at the beginning of of the episode moving straight yeah. into teaching because you bet i'm not putting this down like teaching will not yeah. stop me i will lose my teaching job first before i give up making things um but i think because this is such a weird time of transition uh it's going to be kind of hearing it out until i can start making some calls and so hey you know i i'm definitely gonna be waiting for third person to come to me and say hey let's do this i you know i'm i'm here for you anything you need so uh yeah i'm excited for what the future holds and uh final question is yeah because we've talked about, you know, what what are you doing once you're allowed to exit the cave? Um, what obviously you'll see yourself teaching because that's that's like a big. I mean, that's that's the money. That's where the money is coming from. Uh, but in five years, yeah. you know, where do you expect yourself uh, to be in 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 the art world? What do you expect to be? And you know, what do you what what would you like to because we're using this as like a, like an archive you know i'd like to come back to this in x amount of time yeah time capsule, yeah you know yeah. i'd like to come back to this and be like look we were four and now we're five um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know where do you where do you see yourself in five years and you know mm-hmm. what would you like to ask this person you know that you think you might be in, in five years, you know, what, what would you like to ask them for you to answer in, you know, five years, if we still, if... I would ask them if it's difficult to move forward in time by removing your heart from your body, placing it in a replica so that when I'm up on stage answering questions at the East Cove panel, along with all of you, I will ask myself how I managed to put myself from the past in the audience able to ask myself a question to which I will respond is L between K and M and I still won't be able to answer the no, question. No, you won't. No, you won't. But, but oh, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll have yeah. moved on to like V or Q or something by then. H, H, H will be mm-hmm. a thing of the past in five years. 
you know, we're going to, I think, I think the way technology is going, I mean, we might even get to, why? I ask myself <laughs> why every day. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's, yeah. Uh, that's all. That's, um, that's yeah. the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's I was a pleasure. Mike Tapia. I am no longer. <laughs> and this is Garrett Laporte. And we're going to say bye, East Cove. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care, bye-bye. everyone.